you're listening on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. I hope it always will stay this way. Good morning, good morning. Thank you for being a friend. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. Once again, we are down here in Atlanta. Gotta love technology on a gorgeous fall day. We are feeling the effects a bit from Hurricane Sandy. So uh, if our power happens to go out, the program will go on. We'll just call back in immediately using uh, cell phones. So, you know, the, the show does go on <laughs> you know, as, as the way it always happens. I am delighted today that my guest is Joey Sargent. And we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but Joey and I met through social media so, you know, you never rule out social media as a great way to make contacts. But welcome, Joey. How are you today? Thank you. Good morning. I'm doing very well. And you're right. It's a beautiful fall day. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, let me give a, a little bit of Joey's bio here quickly. Joey helps organizations maximize the impact of their marketing efforts, creating vigorous growth and powerful brand experience. Uh, presence. As principal of the strategic marketing firm Brand Sprout Advisors, and I'm going to have to ask about that name, Joey works mm-hmm. with companies ranging from startups to the Fortune 500, offering fresh perspectives on building brands, engaging customers, and increasing market share. Joey is often quoted in the media, recently commenting on articles for CMO.com and Investors.com. She also blogs and speaks about marketing, branding, and social media strategies. A native Floridian, Joey holds holds an MBA from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, although learning to fly is still on her bucket list. She loves to travel when she's not helping clients or hanging out at home with her family. So welcome, Joey. How are you today? Thanks. I'm doing great. Great. Well, let's just jump right in. First of all, tell us a little bit about why you decided that social media was a great tool for marketing. Oh, goodness. (laughs) How could you not use social media? You know, the funny thing is I still come across people who say, oh, no, 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 not for me, not for me. (laughs) You're right. You're right. And actually, I do sometimes have clients where I I tell them that it may not be right for them as well. But I think it bears exploring. And and marketing, if you think about it, is really all about connecting with your customers. And social media is just a wonderful way to be able to do that. Great. So how long have you been using social media as a marketing tool? Uh, really, for for several years, I was involved with um, working with LinkedIn during the early days, and then it's funny, I started using Twitter not long after it started and had a little bit of uh, trouble with that, and I actually blogged about it, A Tale of Two Twitters, you know, my first experience versus when I came back to it about a year later and, and learned <laughs> really aggressively how, you know, I'm going to figure out how to make it work, and I really dedicated mm-hmm. myself to, to learning about Twitter, and, and that's kind of when the world really opened up for me in terms of social media as a business tool beyond just a social tool. Great. Well, tell me about your company, why you founded it, and how you got the name. That's a very interesting name. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was in corporate marketing uh, mainly in the technology space for a good 20-plus years, 
and um, had a little um, hiatus with my own business as an agency back in the early 90s, and I really enjoyed that. But um, for a number of reasons, decided to go back into the corporate world, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But um, most recently, I was working in the mortgage industry and doing online lending, and you know that was just a real roller coaster ride. And so when the chance came for me to strike out on my own again, I really jumped at it because I very much enjoyed doing that and having the opportunity to work with a lot of different companies on a lot of different projects and and really be able to help people move their businesses ahead. Great, great. Yeah. Well, you are very active here in the Atlanta community, um, and you're, you've been doing quite a bit with social media. So let's talk about several things. You know, one of the things that you have recently started working or actually recently done is an ebook. Um, let's talk about ebooks in general, and then let's talk about your book. Why do you think ebooks are a great source for companies to use as a tool to kind of spread their message? Well, I think they're a great way to get the word out. And, you know, a lot of companies use things like white papers or position papers that are a little bit more formal. And with an ebook, you can really kind of take the same approach you would with a, a, a physical book, but it's so much more accessible. It's something that you can provide people access to via downloads or through Kindle or some of the other e-readers. And so there's a tremendous amount of flexibility in terms of distribution. Um, it's also something that can be fairly easily updated if, it's, if, if you're writing about a topic that changes very, fairly fluidly. Like um, social media. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's that's why I chose an ebook for this one. And it's not it's not a hundred or two hundred pages like a, a, a traditional book would be. It's a shorter book. It's more of a how-to kind of a, a approach. And and the reason I did it was because in talking with a lot of my customers, they were having trouble really understanding who their best customers were. And so they were doing social media, but they were sort of just kind of taking a scattershot approach to hitting anybody that they could. And then they were wondering why it wasn't working. And right. so I, let's step back and really look at, you know, who do you need to talk to and how do you identify the people that are going to be not only customers, but the best customers for you that are going to spread the word and um, and help build your business. And so that's why I, I decided to really focus on the ideal customer profile concept. Well, and let's talk about that in more detail because finding, you know, first of all, you have to find the right social media platform, but more importantly, Finding the right clients on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those various things can be extremely difficult, you know, and, and there are so many people who believe we're just going to get as many contacts as we possibly can, which, you know, to some degree that works. But how do you suggest a marketing person really figures out who their best customer is and then goes after them and, and actually connects with them? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you really need to, if you've been in business for a little while, kind of look at your past deals and see which ones uh, were the easiest to close or the most productive or you know, lent the most value to your business. If you're relatively new, it's a little bit harder, but you can really start thinking about sales conversations that you're having in the moment and which of those are, are, are you really resonating with your buyers. And when they start kind of nodding their head and saying, yes, I get it, and, and you can see that your message is really clicking, then you're on to something. And you can start to see patterns develop in terms of not just, say, you know, company size or if it's if you're in a consumer marketing environment, the, you know, income or education or things like that. But there's a lot of kind of psychographic elements to it as well. People that are um, connecting with your message may have a certain attitude that, say, maybe they're very assertive or very decisive or very creative. And so understanding those kind of aspects of who is going to be your customer is um, is really as critical as understanding the more hard factors of you know typically they're between you know say you know fifty thousand and seventy five income and they tend to live in the southeast or whatever those kind of metrics might be. 
so it's important for people to think about the hard and the soft metrics for who their best customers are, um, and then to start to apply that not only in their social media but in all of their marketing so that they're talking to the right people and their right. messages are the right messages to appeal to those people. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, as I mentioned before, so many people think, well, let's just broadcast to the world. And, you know, mm-hmm. at some point something will stick and, you know, they'll, they'll buy my product. I'm reminded of a little story that I learned at um, a networking event one time where we were talking about the fact of, you know, how to really hone in on your market because not only is it good for you, it's good for other people when they're referring to you. And the example that they used was the fact that, you know, maybe it's someone who sells skincare products. And if you ask them, who's your target market? They say, well, anyone with skin. And we all then completely draw a blank as to who would be a good person to refer to them. But if they said, a good person for me is a teenage boy between the ages of 16 and 18 who is having problems with his complexion, immediately we think of people to refer them to. So, you know, for the people who say, oh, I I can sell my product to anyone and everyone, not even the big box stores and, and people like that target every single person in the world. So it really is important to get that fine point down and, and really figure out who at least your primary, maybe your secondary audiences are. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's the, the first thing. If you ask somebody, you know, who are your customers and they say, well, anybody can buy our product, you know immediately that there's more work to be done in terms of identifying who the best customers are. And you can layer them in tiers and you can say, these are my um, ideal customers. That's my sweet spot. And I think of it more almost of a, as a target or, you know, ripple. If you think if you drop a, you know, a rock in the water and it spreads right. out, the waves are real big around the middle because that's where the most impact is. And then they get smaller and smaller. So if you think that center of that target or the center of that ripple is where your best customers are, and then you've got good customers and then you've got okay customers, and then you've got people who are just not really going to be that interested. And sure, mm-hmm. they might be able to buy the product, but they might not be good customers, and they're not going to spread good referrals. And right. Good good business breeds more good business, and bad business tends to breed more bad business. So, you know, unfortunately, what happens for a lot of people, especially if they're, say, service providers in some sense, they, they end up working with the wrong clients, and those clients tell their friends, and then they get more of the wrong clients. Right. And they're very unhappy. And well, so, and then you know, what ends up happening is we spend a lot of our time on those kind of low return on investment clients. Exactly. And that's, um, you know, people get frustrated and they want to know why am I not enjoying running my business? You know, <laughs> so, well, you're working with the wrong customers. <laughs> right. So, so I think so really that, spending the time to work on that particular question is really super critical. And then tying it back to social media, you can start to weave it into the conversations that you have in social media and who you target. And um, you mentioned something earlier and maybe reminded me that, you know, a lot of on social media, there's it's not a blanket approach, just like selling is not a blanket approach. So people use different social media platforms for different reasons. And so it's important to understand once you know who your customers are, where they're using social media and how they're using it. So some of them might be on Pinterest and some might love Facebook, but they don't want to see you there, perhaps. Or, you know, they may be big on LinkedIn or, or some of the other platforms. Well, and I, I must admit, I just had a flash of inspiration here on my own marketing because I do, you know, just kind of a lot of good tips, a lot of good information, things like that on my social media sites. But not once have I ever told the people who are connected with me who a good client for me would be. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, silly me, silly me, because I really should be doing that. 
Yeah, those you people are. <laughs> oh, you know, it really was just the the light bulb has slowly gone on down here. The you know, those are my ambassadors. They like me already. They might not be able to use my services, but they might know somebody who does if I told them who those people were. Absolutely, you know, and, and I think it, it, that generates so many more referrals when it's easy for somebody to refer you mm-hmm. because they say, "I know oh, you really should talk to Deb because she's great at this." Right, and they know it's exactly back to the what skin thing. <laughs> Exactly. So that's really important. And that's, yeah, those referrals are so critical for so many of us in business. And, and you want to make it as easy as possible for people to send you the right referrals. Um, if they send you the wrong ones and you have to say, oh, thanks for connecting me with, you know, Ken, but he wasn't a good prospect for me, then they get frustrated and they don't send you right. anybody else. So mm-hmm. you want to make it easy for them. Well, and, you know, when I meet people in person, a lot of times they will say, and, and I always make sure that I say to them, tell me who a good potential client is for you. So, you know, we need to be doing that on social media. And and the same goes for content for the people we're connected with. We should be asking them. You know, if if I hear somebody, you know, what are what are the buzzwords I should be listening for from somebody to know I should be referring them to you? Mhm. Yeah, that's very yeah. helpful. And also just things like your social media profile, structuring them in a way that you're giving clues to who people are that you would do business with. And so people can look at that and say, yes, these are my people. This is my group. You know, right. This is somebody I want to be associated with or no, this is not a fit for me. And they can go on to something else. Which brings me back to, you know, okay, we just had another light bulb going off. Actually, it's probably the same light bulb. You know, my kind of tagline is the, I work with professionals to show them how to use social media, blah, 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 blah. I don't say which professionals. And I need mm-hmm. to do that. This is so good. I love this, Joey. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, tell us yes. how we, yeah, yeah, that was, that was worth the price of admission right there. You know, I just got right. all my little light bulbs going on. Tell us how we can get a copy of your ebook, which is titled Meet Your Ideal Customer. So how can people get a copy of that? It's available on my website, which is brandsproutadvisors.com. And uh, right there on the homepage, about the middle of the right-hand side, there's a link where you can connect and, and download it. And it's Great. also available on Google. Perfect, perfect. Well, in general, tell us how people connect with you. Uh, typically, I actually do meet a lot of people through social media, which is, um, you know, some people don't believe in it. My husband still calls them imaginary friends. I'm like, let me introduce you. you know? <laughs> These are all the people that I've met He'd through like social husband. media. He's like my husband. Yeah, they, he doesn't like social media either. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, he swears he's off the grid, but, you know, I hate to tell him he's, you know, nobody's off the grid these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it is amazing if you're open to connecting and you're, and you're responsive to taking conversations offline, you can really meet some wonderful people through social media. Um, so, so that's, that's a good way for me to connect with people, particularly outside the Atlanta area. Uh, people find me online through my blog. I, I blog every week at freshsprouts.com and, um, and through my websites. So I do a lot of online marketing. Uh, I do speaking, I do networking, so I try to be out there and, and meeting people and, of course, getting referrals from my clients when they're you know, happy clients and, and they're the right ones for me. They're telling more people and bringing more good business. Great. Perfect. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about how we really mix social media marketing in with everything else that we do so that we have consistent marketing. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. You're listening to Mile High Radio. 
MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, Screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, sew on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. I am Dr. Clint Dickinson of Dickinson Chiropractic. Have you ever wondered why families go to chiropractors? Well, I'm here to give you a little testimonial from a family in my office. They came in for neck pain and uh, hip pain, and they've noticed that their overall health has dramatically improved. Their family has been 19 months free of illnesses of any kind. Their three young girls have not been sick since November of 2009. They have not missed school due to colds, flu, or anything. If you'd like to take advantage of that and get your family well, give my office a call at 303 303- 688-2300-303-688-2300. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Welcome back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I need to work on that tagline, right, Joey? Um, my <laughs> guest today is Joey Sargent, and we are talking about social media and how, in this section, how to incorporate it with your other marketing tools. You know, I have so many people who, when I look at their Facebook page, you know, or their Twitter accounts, things like that, it's got great information, it's got fun information, I go to their website, and there's nothing. You know, there's no connection between the two of them. So, what do you talk to your clients about? How do you tell them that they need to combine everything into a, a truly cohesive plan? Um, well, actually, and you, you raise a great point when people are, when there's a disconnect between, say, a social media site and a website. It really comes back to the strategy, and I, I do marketing strategy, and I'm a stickler for it, because everything is so much more effective if you've got the right plan in place when you begin. And I think for companies to understand that social media is a tool, and a lot of people jumped into it just because everybody else was doing it, and they didn't give it a whole lot of thought in terms of how it fits into their overall marketing strategy. But if you look at it as a tool and you see what is it going to do for me and how is it going to support all the other marketing that I'm doing, then it starts to make a lot more sense of how those connections should happen. You're using social media to drive people back to your website where there you're doing lead capture or are you doing social media as a, a way to generate leads or promotions or build brand awareness and all those kinds of things. It makes a big difference in terms of how you approach your activities on the different social platforms. So it it really does tie back to strategy and looking at all of the things that you're doing and where does social media fit into that mix. Well, and I think one of the mistakes that people really do make is they keep them separate. And 
part of that may be who they have posting. You know, if it's a, a large enough company, they've got somebody who's not tied into marketing, who's doing, you know, their, their posts online, which that's very bad. Or, you know, maybe they've outsourced it and they haven't provided their, uh, the company that they're working with with the correct information. And what happens is there really is that big disconnect. Um, you know, and, and to me, when I see that happen, I think, you know, if, if they have this big a disconnect in something as basic as their communications, what type of product or service are they going to provide? You know, are they just disconnected with everything that they do? Yeah, you have to be very careful because you're sending a lot of messages about your brand with what mm-hmm. you do on social media. So that's that's vitally important. I think a lot of organizations, particularly bigger organizations, it is harder for them to manage the social ch- the social channels. And uh, amazingly, a lot of companies don't even have social policies or social training in place to support the people who are doing social media. So on the inside of the organization, there needs to be a, a collaboration between the people who are doing the social media on a tactical level, and that may be sales, it may be marketing, it may be customer service, but they all need to be talking to each other. They all need to understand what the brand is and the voice of the brand. And as you mentioned, if you're outsourcing, that's you can't abdicate authority or responsibility for your brand to somebody else. I mean, outsourcing right. can help with a staffing issue. But you have to be on top of it, and you have to make sure that whoever is doing that that posting for you is is intimately familiar with your brand and can speak as if they are an employee, and mm-hmm. uh, they can get the word out just the way you would. Well, and you know, I I I do have people who come to me and say, "Gee, will you do our post for us?" Personally, I don't uh, because. I do think that it's best for a company or, you know, a business, especially a small business owner to be doing their own posts because of the authenticity. You know, if, if you have somebody else posting quite often, they, they do it with the third person voice, you know, so to speak, because they, they don't really have the good connection there. But if it means that they won't post at all, you know, then, then they do need to outsource. So I'm, I'm big on that. But what I find funny is when they work with somebody who then they have to prepare every single message and they send it to them to outsource. Okay, well, if you're already writing the message, just post it. (laughs) Sometimes outsourcing can be harder than insourcing. Oh, I know. You know, know, if you really truly are on top of it and you're staying ahead of that message, it can be it can be challenging. And, And you raise a great point with small business. I mean, they might think that they're making life easier, but if they're very... Um, static kind of messages and there's no personality there, then they're not getting as much value as they could if they were really infusing their personality, which is part right. of their business brand, into their communications. You know, and, and there are definitely companies that, that do post for businesses who are extremely good at it. But there oh, are absolutely. also, you know, to me, it's, it's, that the the business needs to be paying attention too. You know, I was working with someone one time who had outsourced her social media presence at a fairly high rate. I mean, I was kind of surprised at how much she was paying per month to do this. And, you know, but that was, you know, neither here nor there. But I thought, oh, yeah, she never once checked the sites to see what was being posted on her on her behalf. And I was just mortified at that. I mean, to me, that's like having somebody do a website for you and you never go in and look at it. And unfortunately, the company, there was a big disconnect between what she thought they were posting and what they were actually posting because it was a company based on the East Coast. This was somebody in Denver. And they really had no concept of Denver itself. So they would be posting about things that were taking place in Colorado several hundred miles away. You know, it's it's funny... uh, in in Denver, you know, you don't really think anything about driving several hundred miles to do something 
on the East Coast, you're in several different states if you've done that. So, you know, it, it does really behoove a business person if they've outsourced to make sure that they know what's going on. Absolutely. And that's, and having the relationship, not just with the firm that they're outsourcing to, but the people who are doing the work. So you may have an interaction with the person who's selling you the service, but if you don't meet and collaborate with the people who are actually speaking your voice for you, um, you're missing an opportunity. I think mm-hmm. you are creating exposure and a potential problem like the one that you gave as an example is, you know, things could be said or that's, that's a relatively minor problem <laughs> in terms of it's just not reflecting the, the brand appropriately and not reflecting the company. But even worse, there could be messages that are you know, potentially inappropriate or right. um, that cause damage to the business. And so you have to have a good relationship with whoever it is that you're using to provide that service. And you could really be missing out on opportunities to interact with people. Um, last week we had our carpet cleaned. And so I, of course, you know, went to the Facebook page for the company that we were going to use just to see if people had posted things. And post after post after post were these very good, very positive comments. I mean, I, there was not a negative comment there. Everybody was very happy with the service, very happy with the technicians, all those various things. And so I thought, okay, this is a good company for me to go ahead and, and contract with. But what surprised me was there was not a single response from the company. You know, they could have easily gone in and said, thank you very much. Yeah. Because we all like to be thanked when we do something. But more importantly, they could have done something like, we're so happy that you're pleased with the service. The next time you, you call us, please use the coupon code thanks or something, you know, and, and receive 10% off. When I talked to the technicians about it, you know, because I, you know, always the self-promoter here, I gave them my business card and I said, you know, would you mind giving this to the person in your office who coordinates that? And and then I told them why. And he said, well, I, he said, I have to tell you, we outsource all of that. And it goes to a third party and, you know, they, they manage the Facebook page. And I said, well, you know, you guys are really missing out on so much because nobody ever bothers to respond. And he said, well, we just don't have time. I said, there's only one or two posts a day. That's 10 seconds. You know, and, and that really surprised me that somebody would outsource and then never look at it again. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I think that that's, that's, uh, that happens a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is sad to say. And, and people think they don't have time for it, but how can you not have time for your customers? Right. And and the funny thing was he did say that if they got a negative post, they left it. They would never delete it because, you know, they they uh, were very uh, they thought transparency was very important. But he said those people they would respond to. And I said, but, you know, the people who you really want to be your brand ambassadors are the people who were happy. So why not do something to make them happier? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they have a conversation with somebody who's unhappy, and they turn them into a happy customer, then they should be, you know, touting that as well. Right. So, and that's, you know, you can have a hybrid approach where you're monitoring the stream and the messages that somebody's posting for you, but chiming in when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. or having from your company respond when it's appropriate. Right. And handle customer service type issues, but I think people are craving that connection, and they they really really want the the people behind the business. Oh. Joey, we've got a weird echo all of a sudden with your microphone. I just noticed that. Is this any better? There we go. You're back. (laughs) Okay. I'll blame it on Sandy Storm. (laughs) That was it. You went to the Grand Canyon and back and, you know, the hurricane blew you there. But, you know, it it does bring up a very interesting point. No matter who is doing the posting, whether you're doing it in-house or outsourcing it, you absolutely positively must be monitoring. Um, Because if somebody makes a negative comment, if somebody makes a positive comment, you have to respond. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it comes down to, to, I think, you know, accountability as well as transparency is important, but you, you're, you're accountable for your business. Right. And, and like, it's, it's, you can't abdicate that. And, and people expect you to be accountable. And, you know, social media just highlights that with a, you know, full-on spotlight that you are accountable. And if there's something wrong, they want to know that you're behind the business and that you're going to step up and deal with issues and, and that sort of thing. Well, and we've all seen examples when there was a problem <coughs> and maybe somebody posted on Twitter, you know, that their luggage was lost or whatever. If the organization doesn't take immediate steps to try to make it better, then all of these other people come out of the woodwork with all of their complaints. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then pretty soon you've got a firestorm that's pretty hard to stop. Right, right. But, it, you know, if you're doing a good job kind of building brand advocacy through social media, then the advocates will come out and they'll speak up mm-hmm. on your behalf. So you're not right. as in, in such a defensive position. Mm-hmm. So it can work to your advantage if you've already cultivated that community and those people who are willing to endorse you and say, no, that's not right. This has been my experience. And, um, you know, they'll come to your aid. Well, and to me, I love those even better, you know, because it's it's a true third-party endorsement. You know, if the company Absolutely. says, hey, we didn't mean for that to happen, but if other people say, wait a minute, you know, we're, it, it, that's not been our experience, then for one thing, it tends to kind of tone back the the original poster. But, you know, you really do want the other people who are your brand supporters to step up for you when when needed. Yes, yes. And, you, and that gives you the, the, what they call social proof. They're validating that the things that you're saying through social media about how wonderful your company is is really true because you have mm-hmm. third-party people objectively saying, yes, that's been my experience and the great company to do business with and, yes, they'll stand by you or you know whatever the case may be. Great. Now, you talk about integrating social in the marketing mix along with mobile and email. How do you do yeah. all of that? Oh, wait a minute. A lot of you know what? Let's, let's take a break. We're down at the bottom of the hour. I hadn't noticed the time, so I'll give you a second okay. to gather your thoughts. <laughs> We'll take our break, and when we come back, let's talk about how to uh, really mix everything together with social, mobile, email, Internet, all of those various tools. So when we come back, we'll be talking about that. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Listening to Mile High Radio, milehighradio.com, on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. According to a recent study, 85% of consumers do their shopping within five miles of home. At Echo Pages, we publish community phone books that take those buying patterns seriously. For just a fraction of what the big phone book charges, you can get a great ad that targets your potential customers without the waste. Call Echo Pages today at 303-805-7344 and let your voice be heard again and again. Hi, Chris here from Yabana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yumbana, we make the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbling. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. 
go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. Yumbanashop.com. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And we are back. Kind of love social media. It really is where everybody knows your name. And my name is Deb Creer. If we're not already connected, <clears throat> why the heck not? Go to my website, which is just debcreer.com and connect with me. All my little social media buttons are there. You uh, also want to connect with my guest today, who is Joey Sargent. And if you go to her website, which is brand sprout advisors.com you'll find all of her uh, links there you will also find some great resources joey's got several white papers and we're going to be talking about one we're continuing to talk about social media in the marketing mix so joey tell us a little bit more about how we really want to make sure social mobile and email are all connected with the same marketing messages Yes, we do. And, it, you know, there are some easy ways that a lot of people actually overlook, things as simple as having, you know, if you're doing an email newsletter, making sure your social links are in there so that people can connect with you or can share uh, the news that you're putting out. And for some reason, a lot of companies just overlook that. So that's kind of low-hanging fruit in terms of opportunity for sharing. But then if you think about it in terms of promotions for your business and, and depending on what type of business you're in, there's a lot of opportunities for, say, mobile integration. Um, I think we've all seen check-ins on Foursquare where you tweet that I'm at this location or that location or meet up with friends and those sort of things. Um, some of the shopping malls now are doing things where you can not only, say, text a message to join the shopping club, but you could scan a QR code and get information or coupons right on your phone that when you use and you can tweet out and tell your friends about them. So there are a lot of ways to kind of think in terms of social as part of an overall um, integrated mix of communications that um, you know, rather than just a standalone channel for reaching out to people kind of one-on-one or blast messaging. Right. You know, And text messaging is doing more and more uh, because it's something that's quick, it's easy, and you know, I've come across several companies now who have developed an entire business model around incorporating text messages because the cool thing about that is you send a text and then they, you know, the, the company starts sending you messages, whether it's, for example, the Marietta Business Association that I belong to does that, and then they send me meeting reminders. It's cool because I asked for that information. Plus, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to stop. But again, you know, it's just another way to reach out and, and touch people. Right. And, and with so many people having smartphones now, you can see the text message and, or you get a text message with a link in it. You can automatically connect to somebody's social media and promote it, an event that you're going to or share information. If they send you something great about maybe the, 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 excuse me, the, the presentation topic of that morning and you want to share that with your friends, you can tweet that out and um, promote the company that was there and that sort of thing. So, so um, social and, and mobile phones are, are just a tremendous, I say they're match made in heaven. They're really made mm-hmm. for each other. You know, I think that's probably one of the reasons why, especially social media is growing so dynamically because the big sites at least, <clears throat> excuse me, are 
actively making efforts to really have good mobile sites, to really have good iPad sites, so that it makes it easy for people to connect. And, you know, I always tell people social media is like eighth grade. You know, we are who we associate with. And we all want to be the cool kids. So if, say, you post that you are at such and such a restaurant, well, you're a cool kid. And so I think, ooh, well, then I want to try that restaurant, too. And, you know, businesses don't understand that. You know, and, and it doesn't matter if it's a product or a service. You know, you want to encourage people to really be per- posting those testimonials and things so that their cool kids think, ooh, you know, we, we should see this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and a restaurant's a great example because people may – take a picture of the menu and share it or they may um, take a picture of their their meal and put it out on Instagram and look what I just ate it was delicious you know so those are great for for local businesses but there's so much more like you said it can be a service business it can be um, you know it just pretty much any local business could do great things with social media if they you know if they invest the time uh, to make it part of their overall marketing strategy right you know and and the thing that we always forget is the friends of friends or the people that, that, you know, you're connected with on LinkedIn, who their second and third degree connections are, all of those things. I did a, uh, an experiment over the weekend and it's actually still going. Uh, I did a post on my Facebook page and I did a promoted post and all I asked was for people to like the, the post or comment just to see how many people I could, could get to, to respond. It's well over, I think, 3,000 now. I mean, it's this huge number. But one of the, the people in here commented, and she said, this just came in to me through a mutual friend. She was wondering how promotions po- uh, worked, and now she wants to connect with me so that I can show her how to do this. So, again, you know, the friends of friends, the you know, the, the fans of the friends, the, you know, all of those various things, they are so important to businesses. So, you know, I have people who tell me, I only want to connect with local people because that's all I do business with. Well, but you don't know who your other friends are connected to. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's a real ripple effect that it really amplifies your message. So you may start locally with somebody who's only got, you know, a a few hundred connections, but those connections may have thousands and thousands of connections. And so the word can spread far and wide in no time flat. Right. You know, and, and that brings us to another important point, which is branding. You know, it has changed so much because of social media. How do you, you know, you spoke recently at Digital Atlanta about this. What did you tell folks about how branding has evolved because of social media? You know, the, the best example that I can use is if you think in terms of a, a dictatorship, you know, where in the past the, the propaganda came from the top, and that's kind of how companies have approached their brands in the past. They said, these are our messages. This is what we're putting out there. And sure, people talked about it, but they didn't really have a, a channel or an avenue where they could have a dialogue with a company about it and take control of that message and shape it and shape the brand. And now social media puts so much more power in the hands of the consumers that it's really like a revolution. It's, it's been democratized. So you can, as an organization, put your messages out there and hope that they resonate. Your customers are going to tell you real quick if they do or if they don't. And Fortunately, you have the opportunity now with technology to modify messages as needed and update them, but you really have to understand that you don't have the level of control um, that even 10 years ago was possible for a company. So it's almost mm-hmm. a leap of faith. You know, I know what my brand is. I'm putting it out there, but it, it's like having a child. You know, you're, you're sending them out into the world when they go off to college, and you hope you've taught them everything well. Right. And, yeah. And, 
and that's a little bit how brands are. They're liberated. They're out there and they're they're dynamic and and um, you know it's really a different way of thinking about branding your business. And and I think that's what's hard been hard for some people in terms of social media. So like, well, what if people say bad things about me? It's like, well, they will. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it happens. But then what do you do about it? And how do you you know how do you manipulate the conversation? Or not manipulate. That's not the right word. How do you shape the Respond. conversation? Respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. It's how you respond to it. Exactly, exactly. And so you you become part of a conversation. You have a dialogue with your customers. And I think ultimately that can make your brand much stronger because people see that you are relatable and you're engaged and you're interested in, in helping them with whatever the problem is that your business solves versus just being kind of monolithic and saying this is what we're sending out and you take it or leave it. It's a very different approach. Well, and it's funny because some of the companies that do it best are the the biggest companies. You know, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, all of those companies, they are so active on social media. It's just kind of amazing. It is. It is. And some of those organizations have created what are called social media centers of excellence, where within those organizations, they have people that represent all kinds of different functions that are trained on social media and, and know how to uh, how to respond appropriately and what kind of messages to send out. So that's a real kind of a best practice um, for a large organization that wants to do better with social media. Right. You know, and and it doesn't matter though whether you're a Coca Cola, a Starbucks, or the little one person shop. To me, you absolutely have to be on social media. Um, you know, it, it is just the way for people to reach so many people in a very inexpensive way. You know, so many people say, oh, well, it's free. No, it's not. You know, it may be free to be on Facebook and all those various things, but it still takes your time. And I, you know, that is where some people get caught up is, you know, they, they either spend too much time. So then they think of it as a waste of time or they don't use their time in the best way. What are some best practices that, that you tell businesses you know, to, to really optimize their time on social media? Yeah, you, that's a great point. And um, you said something and it just escaped me. I apologize. <laughs> um, I think in terms of optimizing um, the, their efforts, using tools can really help tremendously. And, uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. You were talking about social media being free. It, and you're right. It, it takes time. And that's the only time I will tell clients that they should not be on social media is if they are not committed to it. Right. Because if they put up profiles and, and, and that sort of thing and then they never respond and they don't want to use it, then it, it's better just to not do it um, rather than to do it poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but once they make that commitment that, yes, we are going to do it and it's going to be part of our overall approach to really a part of the way we do business, then um, finding tools that are going to streamline that help tremendously. Um, Hootsuite is just one of my absolute favorite tools because there's so much um, opportunity to pull in all of your different social channels or to post to different social channels and to schedule posts um, so that you can actually make a calendar, say, for the whole month of tweets that you want to send out if you're sending just advice tips and things like that. And that gets the activity going, and then you can, as you have time, chime in or respond to comments and that sort of thing. So it's, that saves a huge amount of time. Definitely. You know, and, and I, I tell people if you have trouble focusing, you know, I'm the kid with bright, shiny objects. I get on Facebook and, you know, or Twitter and I've clicked, you know, 15, 20 links and pretty soon I've lost two hours. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're like that, set a timer. 
you know, and, and really dedicate, you know, if you're on Facebook, don't go to your, your personal page during business hours. Just be working on your business page. Um, you know, on, on LinkedIn, same thing. You know, they, they now have LinkedIn corporate pages, but you know, those, you really do need to, to work more on your personal side, but really focus. You know, if it means setting a timer, then set a timer. That's it. That's great advice. And I think the focus and finding a system that works for you. And like you said, setting a timer and saying, you know, maybe it's something you do for 10 minutes every morning before you start your day or you know, every Friday afternoon or whatever it might be. But find a system that works for you and, and look for tools that will streamline the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of those tools are good because they can kind of help keep you from going to places that you shouldn't. You know? right. and, mm-hmm. and also to, to have an approach that these are the kind of messages that I want to share. So if you're, say, looking for content and you want to share and post content, how do you find good content? There are a lot of ways that you can do that with Google Alerts and um, other content aggregation channels where you can pick up articles that you can then post and you can schedule those things throughout the day so they don't have to go all at once. And, um, and, and that helps as well. But, yeah, knowing, knowing when to stop the clock and mm-hmm. move on to other things will help keep your business on track. Definitely. You know, and, and I uh, recently purchased an iPad and, ooh, I tell you what, you know, the tools that it has, I'm just dumbfounded at and, you know, kicking myself I didn't buy it sooner because I use Flipboard a lot. You know, I, I have several uh, different channels marked on there so that I can look very quickly. But I tend to do a lot of my social media stuff in the evening when I'm watching TV, you know, and, and I'll look through and, and maybe I find four or five articles that I want to refer to people. So I'll send two of them out then. I'll schedule one, you know, a couple and then the next morning I'll send a couple more out. So it really is, you know, I'm spending 15, 20 minutes, and right there I just have five posts on all of my feeds. So LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Plus. That's great. And and you can choose which ones are most appropriate for which feeds. Mm-hmm. So some things might be great for your Twitter audience, but maybe you've got a slightly different audience on Facebook, so you might send them something that's maybe a little more lighthearted, if that's more appropriate for that channel. Um, right. You're right. I mean, you've, you've managed the time, and you haven't spent hours doing it, Um so I think that's a great approach. And it, you know, some people, when they're waiting for meetings, they can get on their smartphone and they can post and um, standing in line, things like that. So if you can weave it into your day, that helps as well. But some people need to have a better, you know, a block of time where it's just this is my 15 minutes for social media and then I'm on to other things. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we're going to go ahead and, and take our last break. And when we come back, let's talk more about how to really optimize your time. You know, the, the hoot suites, the scheduling programs, how really technology is making this easier and more complicated all at the same time. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? You're listening to Mile High Radio. MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. Attention, a severe hailstorm has recently caused millions in property damage. Your roof may have significant hail damage and your roof could fail if not replaced. This damage is very difficult to spot from the ground. Call Acumen Contracting Group, one of the top 100 roofing companies in the nation, headquartered right here in the Denver area. We will give you a free, no-obligation damage inspection so you can have all the facts pertaining to your roof's condition. Your out-of-pocket expense is just pennies on the dollar. Take this opportunity to work with one of the best. We have successfully completed thousands of roofs and have thousands of satisfied customers. Don't take a chance with your insurance company or an out-of-town storm chaser. Have a local professional on your side. 
Visit us at acumencontracting.com or call us at 303-625-4021 today. Hi, this is Mickey from Health Styles Exercise Equipment. Have you ever thought about turning one of your spare rooms into an exercise workout room and cutting the cord from the hassles of the gym? You can have all the time and convenience of hitting your health and fitness goals right in the comfort of your own home. Health Styles Exercise Equipment allows you to work out right at home on award-winning quality strength training and cardio machines. We are Colorado's only locally owned and operated specialty fitness equipment company, providing treadmills, ellipticals, gyms, bikes, rowers, delivery and service, and much, much more. With top industry brands, names like Life Fitness, Octane, LeMond, and Hoist, it is no secret how we have been able to provide the best in-home fitness options to the Colorado area for nearly 20 years. To help kick off your new exercise room, Mile High listeners will receive 10 to 20% off select exercise equipment, including this year's top consumer review magazines, number one and number two rated ellipticals. Come visit us at the Health Style Store at 8449 South Yosemite Street in Lone Tree. We are in the Home Depot Shopping Center right next door to Mattress King, overlooking C-470. Call Mickey or Scott today at 303-790-9870. Once again, reach us at 303-790-9870. Or please visit our website at healthstylesexercise.com. Thank you for supporting your local Colorado small business. And remember, it is not just a workout, it is a lifestyle. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and with me today is Joey Sargent, and we're talking all about how to really, really, really incorporate social media into your marketing efforts. Uh, so welcome back, Joey. Thanks. Great. You know, earlier in the program, I mentioned the fact that I had, uh, as an experiment, done a promoted post just to kind of you know, it, it truly was an experiment. I wanted to see how many more people would see the promoted post on Facebook, what their responses would be. Part of it was a timing thing to see when people did that. And for those who aren't familiar with a promoted post, uh, you can now do these on personal pages, but I'm not quite sure why somebody would. But as a business page, what you can do is for a minimal fee, like $10, I did this promoted post where what happened was I did the post and then for three days it keeps showing up in my fans newsfeed. I also uh, set it where it would go to the, the friends of my fans. So that kind of expanded my reach. Now, you know, is that a little intrusive? Sure. You know, some of those people, obviously, you know, they, they didn't like my page. You know, they, they didn't click the button to like the page. So they were getting information that they hadn't requested. So, you know, you kind of want to watch doing things like that. But I have been just absolutely dumbfounded with this. Uh, my post, as I mentioned, said some, it said simply, I'm running ex- an experiment. Simply click like or comment when you see this post. I'm trying to determine the benefits of a promoted post. Now I have just a little over 700 fans of my page. So far, since I started this Friday evening at 9 p.m., 3,084 people have seen the post. Now, that's a, a huge number. I mean, you know, it's, it really was far more than I expected. I expected maybe double my, my normal amount. There were a lot of people who responded. People even shared the post. That really kind of surprised me was that people shared this post with their friends to really get it out there more. So for me, this was, was a huge benefit. 
one of the reasons I also did it is, you know, when we're in Facebook and you like a page, you've noticed on occasion that that page stops showing up <laughs> you know? and it's like, wait, where'd it go? Well, what happens is if you haven't, yeah, I know, got it, it is this fun little thing called edge rank by Facebook. And, you know, long story short, what happens is Facebook looks at the popularity of the page itself, but also have you interacted with it recently? So that was part of this. I wanted people to interact with my page so then it would come back up in their news feeds again. So hmm, my ulterior motive. Now, I won't do this terribly often, you know, maybe once a week at the very most, because I don't want to be intrusive, especially to people who didn't, you know, like my page. But to me, that's just a, a great tool. Have you used that a lot, Joey, and had any experience with it? I, I actually have not used it, but it, that's a great exper- experiment that you describe. And I think the social media in general is all about experiments and trying things and seeing what works and making changes and seeing if that improves your results. And that's a great example. Well, and I also did it in the evening. You know, I started it Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then I also had it run over the weekend. So the promoted post kind of keeps kicking it up there for three days. I did that just to see if more people would see it than on a weekday. You know, because there are so many businesses that don't allow people to access social media sites during the day. So, you know, and, and, and we've kind of seen in various studies and things that evenings and weekends do tend to get better feedback. Mm-hmm. And that brings me, right. You know, and, and that brings me back to some of the tools that you mentioned because, you know, just because you get better feedback at 9 p.m. or Saturday morning or something like that, we don't want to be sitting in front of our computers then. So that's why people should use programs like Hootsuite, like Facebook's own internal scheduler, things like that. Why, you know, is that a huge benefit that you have seen for businesses? It definitely is because, it, like you said, you don't want to be there 24-7 trying to manage all of your streams. You need tools that are going to make it easier to, to do so that you can be effective and it can become part of your overall marketing mix. So tools like we talked about, Hootsuite, are are wonderful. Basic tools like Google Alerts so that you can stay on top of postings and messages that maybe you're not on channels that you're active in. Um, So if somebody mentions you, say, on on Pinterest and you don't usually follow Pinterest and you can find that, um, things that will push content to you to help you share, um, save a lot of time in terms of going out and researching. And um, there are a couple tools that I use for that that I love. One is Paperly, which is P-A-P-E-R dot L-I. And the other is Scoopit, S-C-O-O-P dot I-T. And with Paperly, you can create basically a newsletter, and you can set it to go out um, every day or every week, however you want. But it aggregates content for you and then encourages people to share that content. So you're kind of creating that ripple effect, again, of promoting your business to a wider audience beyond just your immediate social media connections. So I love that one. I've got a marketing newsletter that's set up that goes every afternoon. And I invariably get several retweets or new followers just from that newsletter going out because it's pulling content from around the web that I wouldn't have been able to find myself. Right. You know, and and I love, I I use one of those tools on Twitter also that, yeah, it just kind of collects all of these things. And then sends it out every day. The cool thing is it, uh, in, in the news feed, it lists several people's Twitter names. So, you know, it, it immediately tells them, Hey, you know, this was out there. Well, it's also telling their friends. And then quite often they, you know, if they, if they didn't already, you know, somehow connect with me, they do. But, you know, it's, it's really just a way for growth. 
you know, I think probably the biggest question I get from business people or one of the biggest questions aside from I don't have time to do this is how do I build my following? You know, and, and I tell people don't ever, 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 ever do not ever buy contacts. You know, that's just, that's, that's not that one. <laughs> you know, I've known people who have done that and, you know, sure, it looks impressive when you've got 10,000 people that you're connected with on Twitter. But if, you know, 10,000 people really don't have anything to do with you, then it's a, it's a waste of time. So you want to build organically. And to me, all of these tools do that. And, and you mentioned earlier, make sure on every single thing that you have that goes out that you've got your, your ways to connect with you. Um, you know, if, if somebody's on LinkedIn, they, you absolutely have to be able to provide them with the link to it. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, you're talking about the amplification factor of social media and that allows you to reach people that you, weren't necessarily connected with it that you might not have had on your radar, but the amplification of the people sharing will help you get the right kind of followers. So it's great if you have 10,000 followers, but like you said, if they don't listen or they don't care, they're not the right ones. It'd be better to have 1,000 who actually are interested in what you're saying and interested in your business, and that's what's going to bring you business from social media. It's not the 10,000. That's just a number. You know, and, and that comes back to what we were talking about at the very start. You need those good people who are your brand ambassadors. You definitely do. And it's, it, it's really it's, all, it's about making those connections and fostering those relationships so that you can build those ambassadors. So it's not about collecting followers and fans and friends and, and that sort of thing. Um, it, it's definitely it's about making those connections and, and using those to, to the benefit of your business so you can grow your business and you can take your services to more people. Mm-hmm. Well, and don't forget, it's, it's also important to be reciprocal. You know, if you can help them, help them. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I, I went to a big networking thing here last week in, in Atlanta, <clears throat> and a gentleman followed up with me the next day. Said, you know, he, he hadn't had time to really talk to me, but he wanted to get me his information so, you know, so that I would have it. And I said, you know, why don't we, instead of just emailing back and forth, why don't we get together for coffee? And I got this dead silence. And he says, you don't understand. There's no way I will use your service. I just want you to know about me so you can tell your friends about me. <laughs> And he got he dead silence. <laughs> oh, you know, I was nice. I was polite. And I said, well, go ahead and email me your information. But, you know, then the email came and I deleted it. You know, it's it's the same way on social media. It, people, you know, if, if somebody helped you, tell them thank you. If, you know, even if you can't really use their service, find out about it because you might be able to refer somebody else to to them. Yeah, that, you know, that's so valuable. Yeah, you want to you want to interact. Absolutely, you want to right. like you said, share information and pass it along, and um, and, and be a good citizen. It's, it's not just about taking. It's not just about broadcasting. It's about having a communication and a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny when I do my seminars, I tell people, you know, one of the questions I ask is, you know, do we have any only children in the audience? And usually, you know, there's there's one or two, or depending on the the audience size, could be more. And I share that I'm an only child. And so I was raised to believe that the world revolved around me, you know, which always gets a good chuckle. And, and, uh, but then I go on to explain the fact that it's not all about me on social media. It's how can we help other people? You know, so when you're promoting your, your product or your service, it's not just buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. It's here's, you know, here's good information. You know, maybe it 
you can use it, maybe not, but be that good resource, be that good source of information, and then gently remind people, here is what I do, you know, for a living. Not, you know, obviously not in those words, but you know, you, you want, you don't want to be the used car salesman, unless, of course, you are a used car salesman, but you, you, you it's, to me, that's one of the hardest things that I see businesses do is they're all about the self-promotion. How do you work with somebody to tell them not to do that? Well, you know, I explained to them that it's not a broadcast medium. It's not like TV where you're just sending information out and you don't have any interactivity. It's a dialogue. It's a communication. So social media is really about making that relationship with somebody. And, yeah, if you can work in the conversation, yes, this is what I do. Maybe it's of interest to you, great. Um, but like you said, helping people and, and making their lives better in whatever whatever way you can is so much more important, and that builds the brand advocacy. It builds the brand awareness that even if you're not the right connection for them, for they're not going to use your services, they're going to tell somebody else because you've right. created that goodwill. You've created a positive feeling, and that is so much more effective than just trying to broadcast, blast out, here's a coupon, here's a discount, we're great, we got this award, blah, blah, blah. People don't really care, and they'll stop following you because you're not interesting. <laughs> they right. want to know the personality and, and, and what's behind the company, and that's what social media is great for. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to know how they can help me or maybe somebody I know. You know, and, and maybe it is just that they provide good resources and good information, but if I get the feeling that all they care about is the next sale, then I really could care less about them. Right. That's when you Great. tune out. So, cool. And, that, and so, that's where sharing information is so important, sharing valuable content that can be useful, you know, tips and, and ideas and resources that people can use. Because then they'll remember where it came from and they'll come back to you when they are ready to do business. Perfect. Well, and speaking of sharing, we are at the top of the hour already, and I want to share your information one last time because you have such great information and, and great resources. So your website, Joey's website, is Brand Sprout Advisors, and that's S-O-R-S, um, dot com. So BrandSproutAdvisors.com. And uh, Joey, tell us one last time anything else that you want people to know. Uh, just, you know, I'm happy to help anybody. I love helping people. So anybody who needs help with, with marketing strategy and how to integrate social media into their overall marketing plan, I'd be happy to talk with you. Great. Perfect. Well, make sure you connect with uh, uh, Joey online on Facebook. It's Brand Sprout. Pretty easy to remember. So just Brand Sprout. And on LinkedIn, it's Jay Sargent, J. S-A-R-G-E-N-T, but all that information is on Joey's website. So, Joey, again, thank you very much for being a guest today. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Great. Enjoy the rest of your day and look forward to connecting with you and seeing more about you online. Sounds great. Great. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. And your third fiancé didn't show. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to be where you can see Our troubles are all
Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.